the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. And these men disgraced the badge, and now they're going to face real justice. We taught police officers, and that's the skills for violence de-escalation, that when you encounter a situation, how do you de-escalate the violence rather than escalate it? Well, the question of whether he needs Facebook is to be determined. I don't think Facebook would have made this decision if Twitter did not. The uh, CDC pushed the vaccines beyond what they actually can do. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. After we left here Friday, a pair of videos was released, and both videos sort of shocked the conscience. We saw acts of violence that were both near fatal and fatal. Of course, the video was released due to a court order of Paul Pelosi being attacked by this lunatic with a hammer in Pelosi's home, the home of he and his wife, Nancy, the Speaker of the House, the then Speaker of the House. This guy is uh, hopefully going to be behind bars for a long time, if not in a mental institution. And I, I hope that people will knock off the conspiracy theories. Man, oh man, we just we are enamored with conspiracy theories as a country, aren't we? As a people. Who opened the door? How did the door get open? What was the guy doing there? Why was Pelosi in his underwear? I mean, knock it off. Here's an 82-year-old man who's lucky to be alive. As the surveillance video showed this um, this bizarre person breaking into the Pelosi home and then uh, hitting him over the head with a hammer, cracking open his skull. 82-year-old guy is never going to be the same. No no person should experience that in their home. And the fact that, you know, Nancy Pelosi may have a political ideology that we strongly disagree with shouldn't uh, excuse... Or, or 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 lead it to any path of looking the other way or not condemning this act of awful violence. And, of course, speaking of the awful violence, an act of awful violence, the videos depicting the deadly beating by five Memphis police officers that ended the life of Tyree Nichols, there's no question that it's horrifying. There's no question that it is... Uh, again, shocks the conscience. There is nothing that man should have done that would result in his in his death. I have absolutely no idea why these five officers went into this kind of a violent rage. 
it was something right out of a of a of a horror movie. They they just took turns, kicking, beating, pummeling him over a traffic stop. You got to be kidding me. And believe me, if there was more to it, we'd have heard it by now. If this guy was some nefarious, uh, you know, drug lord or something, I mean, we'd have known by now. By all accounts, he was a soft-spoken young man who loved photography and skateboarding and was a FedEx driver and lived with his mother, who he adored, who he called out for as he was being beaten literally to death. You know, I'm about solutions, and I would love to have a productive conversation about what police reform means in response to the death of Tyree Nichols. I'd love to know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be obstinate here or or obtuse. What do you mean by that? What kind of police reform stops five officers from acting like criminals and disgracing the badge? What what possible police reform are you talking about? I think I know what the left means. They think police reform means fewer police. And the the bad guys run the streets. Here was the police chief, Sarah Lynn C.J. Davis, on CNN Friday night. Um, you, you're going to see acts that defy humanity. You're going to see um, a disregard for life, um, duty of care. Um, that we're all sworn to, and um, a level of physical uh, interaction that is above and beyond what is required in law enforcement. And um, and I'm sure that, you know, as I said before, that individuals watching will feel what the family felt. And if you don't, then you're not a human being. And we all are human beings. And um, I think there will be a measure of sadness as well. Now, I saw some criticism directed towards that police chief by some guest with Jesse Waters Friday night. I think an ex-NYPD detective or somebody. That's baloney. She said the right thing. There's nothing wrong with a police chief reflecting the horror of that beating death of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols. In fact, trying to be analytical and neutral could be part of the problem. There's, there, You shouldn't have a clinical response to the brutal beating death of a young man. Now, again, I want to be about accountability. I want to be about solutions. And I warn you, as you're watching us on the Salem News Channel, of course, we're playing the video. You should see it if you haven't seen it. It's awful. It's um, just absolutely incomprehensible that these five officers would have done to this young man what they did to him. I understand that, you know, the race hustlers are going to try to make it about race. 
here we go again. I guess they're, I guess these black officers are, are the black face of white supremacy, like they tried to uh, affix uh, a label to Larry Elder when he ran for, for governor of California. I don't know what role race plays in this. I do appreciate how a black American might look at that and wonder, did a 29-year-old black guy get treated differently than a 29-year-old white guy would have been treated? I think that's fair. It's a reasonable question. We'll never know. But we ought to have some respect and compassion for how black Americans viewed the beating death of Tyree Nichols. But more to the point, tell me what police reform in the aftermath of the Tyree Nichols beating death means. What training should these five men have received that they didn't receive? Because I guarantee you, they weren't trained to do this. I promise you they weren't trained to do this. There's nothing about this incident, this murder, that is going to equate police training. Chris Christie was right when he said police have to be as well-trained on de-escalation as they are escalation. They're allowed to use deadly force when their life or the life of the community is in, is in danger. They're not allowed to do this. And believe me, they're not trained to do this. So I have a very simple question for you right here and right now. And if you're one of those who was inclined to protest, peaceful protest, I trust, over the weekend, if you're somebody who was so moved by the beating death of Tyree Nichols that you would say, hey, I wouldn't mind taking to the streets in protest. If you're somebody who demands police reform, okay, tell me what that looks like. Tell me what is meant by police reform in the wake of the Tyree Nichols beating death at the hands of these five Memphis police officers. 1-800-655-MIKE. We're in the relieffactor.com studios. It's Monday, January 30th. I'm glad you're here. Uh, smartest audience in the in the country. So let me get your take on this. And you tell me what you think police reform looks like. 800-655-MIKE, 800-655-6453. Hope you join us. Subscribe to the Mike Gallagher Show podcasts and stay current with all the important moments from the show. It's breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the Mike Gallagher Show podcasts today. And lonely lovers free. A year ago, I was well over 50 pounds overweight, but I needed a simple plan that worked with my lifestyle. I found that and so much more with PhD weight loss and nutrition. I'm 53 pounds lighter than I was, and I feel better than I have in years. The program is super simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team customize a plan for your body to make it simple because weight loss shouldn't be hard. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat the entire person. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you change your behavior and think differently about food. And the way you eat, you'll never gain the weight back. Best thing about this program, they have an 85% success rate of their clients maintaining their weight loss for life because they have a lifetime maintenance plan to keep us on track. And maintenance, best part of all, 
It's absolutely free. If you're looking to lose that weight and keep it off forever, go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com today. Sign up for your consultation. Better yet, give them a call straight away. 864-644-1900. 864-644-1900. They'll answer all your questions. Tell them Mike Gallagher sent you. Call 864-644-1900 or go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. The Mike Gallagher Show. I believe the FBI needs to search the residences of Hunter Biden to determine if there are classified materials there. Because if these classified materials in particular implicate Burisma, Ukraine, Communist China, then this shifts from a political problem to a very serious problem of criminal liability. In the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike. As I suspected, some great solutions from listeners all over the country to the Mike Gallagher Show. I'm going to share some of my text messages that make a lot of sense uh, and continue to take your phone calls. Uh, Also, uh, kudos to the the NFL uh, Super Bowl-bound teams. You know, I'm big matchup underway. Uh, Super Bowl, what is that, February the 12th, I guess. The Eagles headed into uh, Super Bowl 57. Bengals got beat. And uh, the Bengals got beat arguably (laughs) due to a lot of lousy officiating. I always hate it because I, you know, in another life I used to be a sports official. Back in the day, many, many years ago, another lifetime ago, I used to be a high school basketball and small small college basketball official, and I was a college baseball umpire. In fact, uh, one of my dearest friends is Fielden Culbreth, who's a major league umpire, and there's a, fr- there's a fraternity among sports officials. You know, there's, there's a camaraderie that's hard to, uh, sometimes hard to describe. So I always hurt for officials when I see them screw up but boy was there some lousy officiating last night uh in the Bengals uh Kansas City game wow but uh none and then of course the end of the game what a heartbreak that the Bengals wound up really probably losing on a on a uh an unnecessary roughness penalty the guy was out of the quarterback or whoever it was was running with the ball out of bounds and uh a late hit on the Bengals. And, uh, you know, Tony Romo was trending last night, not in a good way. I love Tony Romo, but I'm not sure, and he gets paid gazillions of dollars. He's considered one of the most coveted football analysts in America. And I'm not real sure Tony Romo um, is rising to the occasion. This was amazing to me last night. The player, the Bengal, I don't even know who it was. I mean, I, I don't follow the NFL as closely as probably, you, you know, obviously many of our listeners do and viewers, but there was a late hit. The guy who committed the late hit that set Kansas Kansas City up to kick the game-winning field goal with seconds on the clock, this guy was inconsolable. And Tony Romo is running his mouth, and I love Jim Nance. I mean, I I just, 
I love that broadcast team. I hate to be critical, but the two of them, neither of them acknowledged what the cameras were showing, and that was the player who committed the late hit and very likely cost the Bengals the game on the bench, bawling his eyes out. This guy, this poor guy, had his helmet on, and he's heaving. He's crying. He's inconsolable. And they're all coming around and putting their hand on his back and trying to help. They did never, Tony Romo and Jim Nance never acknowledged it. Here you've got human drama and real-life emotion playing out in front of millions of people. They got giant monitors in front of them in those those broadcast booths. How about noticing what your own network is covering? They never said anything about this guy on the side. And it was so poignant. It's like this guy, you just felt for him because he knew and I've always wondered about those late hit penalties. Your momentum is taking you up against the guy. You're trying to tackle the guy. He goes out of bounds. You're, you've already got great physical momentum. It's got to be real hard not to follow through and take somebody out who's got two feet out of bounds. Because, you know, it's one quick split second, and he doesn't go out of bounds. He keeps running for the end zone. It's a tough penalty. But that poor guy, wow. Just a just a lot of drama, and uh, ugh, the Eagles, man, oh man! As a longtime Dallas Cowboys fan, not always uh, enamored with the <laughs> with Eagles fans. They're the ones that what, threw rocks at Santa Claus, right? Was it rocks or snowballs? Maybe just snowballs. Uh, but knowing Eagles fans, it was probably rocks inside of a snowball. So the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. They're a great football team. And uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Portions of our show brought to you by uh, ConsumersResearch.org. ConsumersResearch.org, a real important website for you to go to. You know how the woke activists seize control of America's schools. Now investment firms that America's in trust with pensions are going woke. They're playing politics with your money, without your knowledge, your consent. Firms like BlackRock and others that control trillions of our money, are using their dollars, these dollars to advance their woke ideology through this social scoring program called ESG. It's disgraceful. They think it promotes corporate responsibility. What they're really doing is using Americans' hard-earned money to finance their political agenda. We'll fight back along with a number of state leaders uh, who are letting firms like Black, BlackRock know that they cannot play politics with pensions. Go to consumersresearch.org. Consumers Research has been defending consumers against fraud and abuse for decades. They still are. Go to consumersresearch.org. Learn more about their mission to protect consumers from woke investment firms like BlackRock. You'll be glad you did. Consumersresearch.org. A lot of great text messages on the, uh, the, the, the difficult issue of the beating death of Tyree Nichols from New Jersey. Mike, a chaplain police program with educational programs that are Christ-centered to help guide officers in anger, anxiety, and other stressors would be a good start. Great point. Here's Shane in South Carolina. It's a mistake to think that what happened in Memphis is indicative of all policing nationwide. Additionally, would we be having this conversation if the victim was a Caucasian? I think not. And finally, from Dayton, Ohio, David writes, police reform isn't really a thing. 
It's something to call for when something rare and bad happens. It's not a goal or a solution. It's just an argument made by people who never have solutions, only arguments. It's a great uh, text from David in Dayton. Don't forget our text messaging service from MyPillow, 800-655-MIKE. Standard text messaging rates may apply. Please never text and drive, but we always welcome your comments on the MyPillow text line. Again, 800-655-6453. Back to your phone calls. Here's Dave in Columbus, Ohio, not far from Dayton. Hi, Dave. Thanks for joining us. How are you, sir? Good, Mike. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for your call and your patience. Good. Hey, no problem. Uh, just to touch base on, on uh, Tyree Nichols, uh, the awful, awful case of Tyree Nichols. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, my fear is that, you know, these guys, they don't have much time on, these officers. Um, and I think one of the uh, the first uh, text messages or maybe voicemails you, you played, where the guy talked about recruitment and lowering standards. That's my fear that 20 years from now, Derek Chauvin and guys like this could be the best guy on your department because the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts don't want to do this job anymore when people are calling for their heads or to defund them. Um, you know, officer suicide rates are up, alcoholism rates are up, divorce rates are up. And so it's a, it's a spiritual and a heart issue. It is. You know, um, I, I but, was struck but, when, the, when the mom called from, Ohio, from Cincinnati and said, my son, yeah. 18 years old. I'm always shocked at that because, Dave, I keep wondering... Who wants to be a police officer considering what these men and women are up against? Right, right. And that, that is that is a, a scary thing. And so we, um, you know, you, you have to, um, you know, you can't lower the standards. There's going to be a time where, you know, all police departments are short on staff right now. Right, right. And, no question. No question about it. Appreciate it very much. Kevin in Atlanta. Hey, Kevin, welcome. You're on the Mike Gallagher Show. Yes, I, I wanted to say two quick things. Number one, situational awareness and uh, it, that, things like that. And, uh, you know, de-escalation have become nothing more than buzz, buzzword bingo. Um, I think what we really need is more role play training um, with the officers in the, to go through how they can do it better. And I think the best way to do that is to show them situations just like this and say, yeah. hey, Hey, buddy, calm down, calm down. We just want to get to the bottom of this, calm down. And if, because somebody that's taught youth for over 20 years, I'm telling you, the youth need to understand one other thing for themselves is if you just hold still, be quiet, we can sort it out later. You, you, well, it's, 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 it's what, it's what Chris, it's, it's, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's what Chris Christie said about de escalation. It's a great point. Uh, police officers have it's almost like de-escalation doesn't get get come into the equation and it should it has to it must you've got to be able to de-escalate a situation as well as sometimes have to use physical force and there's no question sometimes police officers must use force but here's what chris christie said yesterday on abc Hey, look, I think one of the things that we learned, Camden, New Jersey, was the most dangerous city in America for about a decade. And we disbanded the entire police force and brought in a new one. And one of the things we did was not just what John was talking about before, which is the use of force, use of deadly force, but turn it on its head. 
We taught police officers, and that's the skills for violence de-escalation, mm-hmm. that when you encounter a situation, how do you de-escalate the violence rather than escalate it? So I think it's really important that you do that as well. You need to arm police officers with skills, not just to put it in their heads. Here's how And you over and violence. over and... No question. Great point. Smart guy. We're in the ReliefFactor.com studios. We'll continue to get your reaction. Also, did you see the Paul Pelosi hammer attack? That was released Friday evening or Friday afternoon. We'll get your take on that bizarre story. Um, and I hope conspiracy theories can be put to put to rest. Or can they? Want the Mike Gallagher Show 24-7? There's an app for that. Go to MikeOnline.com. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, a church, or nonprofit, and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay up front companies who make you do all the work and then take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org today because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. And these men disgraced the badge, and now they're going to face real justice. We taught police officers, and that's the skills for violence de-escalation, that when you encounter a situation, how do you de-escalate the violence rather than escalate it? Well, the question of whether he needs Facebook is to be determined. I don't think Facebook would have made this decision if Twitter did not. The uh, CDC pushed the vaccines beyond what they actually can do. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. It's too bad that it takes the death of a 29-year-old motorist to unify the nation. The country seems unified in the anguish and anger and revulsion. The 29-year-old Tyree Nichols, beaten to death by five out-of-control Memphis police officers, Yesterday, CBS Sunday Morning did a pretty comprehensive report on the the shocking video that was released to the world Friday night that showed the death of Tyree Nichols. Memphis police released video of a traffic stop earlier this month showing officers savagely beating 29-year-old motorist Tyree Nichols, who later died of his injuries. We've asked our Lee Cowan to help give us some perspective on that tragic night in Memphis. 
If there's one thing about Tyree Nichols that says a lot about who he was as a man, it was the relationship he had with his mother. He has a tattoo of my name on his arm. My son loved me to death, and I loved him to death. Nichols was a Sacramento native. At 150 pounds, he was a rail of a man. He was a father, too. He came to Memphis just before the pandemic locked the world down. He moved in with his mom and stepfather and got a job at FedEx. When the 29-year-old wasn't working, he kept up with his passions. Skateboarding was one of them, and so was photography. He had a talent for capturing sunsets especially. His friends say it was a free spirit who always wanted to be famous, but clearly not for the reason that made him so. No mother, no mother, no mother should go through what I'm going through right now. No mother to lose their child to the violent way that I lost my child. Ravon Wells says she didn't watch the video of her son's beating, but the nation did. It all started on January 7th, when body cam video shows Tyree Nichols being yanked from his car. The reason, say police, reckless driving. You guys are really doing a lot right now. Bro, lay down. I'm just trying to go home. Man, if you don't lay down, I am on the ground. We don't see what led up to the confrontation, but the responding officers are clearly angry. After the tussle, there's pepper spray, more threats of tasing, but Nichols got away. Police found him not long after, about 100 yards from his mother's home, where he cried out to her for help. I was telling someone that I had this really bad pain in my stomach earlier, not knowing what had happened. But once I found out what happened, that was my son's pain that I was feeling. And I didn't even know. A remotely controlled camera mounted on a pole in the neighborhood captured perhaps the most violent moment. There are plenty of places you can go to see just what happened next. Officers seem to take turns, kicking and punching and beating Tyree Nichols with a baton. It's unrelenting. When they're done, he's dragged and propped up against a car. And then they do nothing. Nothing to render aid to Nichols and certainly don't offer him comfort. The video shows officers standing around. One of them stops to tie his shoe. Another is trying to get his radio to work. There was laughing, there was cussing. All while Nichols was suffering life-threatening injuries. It was at least 20 minutes before the ambulance even arrived. Nichols died in the hospital three days later. The last picture his mother has of him is this. Earlier today, the grand jury returned indictments against five former Memphis Police Department officers regarding the death of Tyree Nichols. Less than three weeks later, five officers, all of them black, all of them part of a now disbanded specialized street crimes unit called Scorpion, were fired and indicted for crimes including second-degree murder. 
Officials later announced two Memphis Fire Department employees and two sheriff's deputies have also been relieved of their duties. That swift action, says civil rights attorney Ben Crump, was crucial. This is the blueprint going forward for any time, any officers, whether they be black or white, will be held accountable. This man should be with his family. The quick action against the officers may have also helped quell violent protests that so many feared would erupt in the wake of the video's release. There was outrage to be sure, but it was mostly calm. Just what Tyree Nichols's mom had asked for. And so did the president. It has a lot to say and do with the image of America. It has a lot to do with whether or not we are the country we say we are. Are we the same country we were in 1991? When Rodney King was savagely beaten, Laura Dean King, his daughter, was only seven at the time. Oh, my God. For her, Nichols' beating and his death brought the tears all over again. That's sick to me. That's sick. That man was begging from jump. When they pulled him over, he was begging. He, I can hear it in his voice. He knew well, he was going to die. Federal investigators announced they're opening a civil rights case now focusing even more attention on police reform nationwide. In the wake of George Floyd's murder back in 2020, many departments changed their procedures, including banning chokeholds and increased training on de-escalation tactics. And yet, according to one recent data analysis, police killed more people last year than any other year in the past decade. You know, it's uh, uh, we knew the video was going to be bad Friday night, but it was beyond bad. It was reprehensible. It was disgusting. And, of course, unnecessary. 29-year-old Tyree Nichols should be alive today. Whenever there's a big breaking story like this, we always turn it over to you. And I hope to get your reaction because, frankly, I don't even know where to begin. What kind of police reform would have prevented that from happening? What kind of training could you give an officer to prevent him from behaving like a common criminal. There's there's no training. There's no reform. These are five officers who are going to face the justice that they deserve for what they did to Tyree Nichols. Let's turn it over to you here in the relieffactor.com studios. 800-655-MIKE. 800-655-6453. Help you join us. Your voice front and center. And I'm about solutions. We all should be about answers. So what's your what's your answer to my question? What type of police reform would you suggest over what happened to Tyree Nichols? I'm all ears. 800-655-MIKE. The Mike Gallagher Show is now on TV. Watch the show every weekday on Salem News Channel. Stream anytime on any device. Find us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Google TV, Apple TV, and more. Or just go to SalemNewsChannel.com. The Mike Gallagher Show, now on TV. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You've helped MyPillow become one of the most extraordinary success stories in America today. Well, now Mike Lindell wants to give back exclusively to you, a Mike Gallagher listener. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet Sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale now for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code MikeG. 
Order today because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable. They have a cool, crisp feel made from the finest cotton on earth. Comes with a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this amazing offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order today. Get them while they're hot. Call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Use the promo code MikeG or call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Or go to MyPillow.com. Look for the Mike Gallagher Radio Special Square. Click on that box. And with anything you order, be sure to enter the promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G or call 800-928-6034 like we love to sing. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is mypillow.com. Promo code Mike G. The Mike Gallagher Show. You see officers drag him um, like he's not a human being. And it just, the minutes felt so long as I was watching it. Yeah. Sorry. I've been covering this all day and I thought I could get through the whole day without getting emotional about it, but... It, it felt like forever. In the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike. Even reporters breaking down after seeing the video that was released Friday night. Um, just just awful. And there's and, and you know, if there's any silver lining, and there there really aren't many, we are we are united at the 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 revulsion we feel. This country is appalled by the beating death of Tyree Nichols. So we can agree that it should have never happened. We can agree that these officers should be prosecuted. Um, You want to talk reform? I'll give you police reform. Prison for those five officers. They need to be prosecuted and they will. They're all facing second-degree murder charges. I heard somebody over on CNN or somebody, oh, maybe that's an overreach. No, throw the book at these guys. What in the world could have enraged five men with other sheriff's deputies and others watching? Looking around and watching this, this guy get beaten to death. I, I, I'm I'm at a point where uh, I, I'm tired of rhetoric, em- empty rhetoric, and that's what police reform con- uh, language is. It's just empty rhetoric. It's meaningless. What do you mean by police reform? You think there has to be a new kind of training uh, to prevent five officers from beating a guy to death? 25 past uh, before the hour. Portions of our show brought to you by Fellowship Home Loans. Call 800-510-MIKE or go to fellowshiphomeloans.com slash Mike G. Welcome home, Fellowship Home Loans. Uh, Incidentally, political news. uh, You probably heard the news that Ronna McDaniel uh, pretty easily won as the RNC chair for the Republican National Committee. I saw a a day or two ago Harmeet Dillon, the smart 
uh, savvy lady who was challenging her tweeted out, after the leadership election, we must unite. She said, I'm committed to working with Ronald McDaniel and the RNC to win in 2024 and beyond. We must focus on the mechanics of all forms of early voting. Americans are counting on us. So a classy uh, response from Harmeet Dillon. I, obviously, there's a lot of drama, high drama in terms of um, internal Republican politics. Most Americans don't get swept up in that. Most Americans don't care. What Americans care about is winning elections, and we need to win in 2024 and beyond. Harmeet is right. Back to your phone calls, 800-655-MIKE here in the ReliefFactor.com studios. Tony's in Pittsburgh. Hi, Tony. Welcome aboard. How are you? Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, I, uh, I'm thinking about the... Uh the whole uh, picture here and there's no respect for life black or white and it started when margaret sanger said black people are like weeds and they have to be eliminated and apparently planned parenthood agrees with that because 35 percent of all black babies are murdered in the womb they don't have a chance to grow up right we have to respect life and it has to Look at the big picture. Amen. Thanks. 800-655-MIKE. Bill in the upstate of South Carolina. One open line. Hi, Bill. Hey, Mike. Thanks for taking my call, man. I love your show. Oh, thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Um, so I've got three points. You know, I don't want to call it police reform because um, really, it's, like you said earlier, there's nothing going to be able to do to help that. Um, you can't take evil out of people. It's just... Evil is real, it's, you know. No matter what color you are, yep. you, you can't get rid of. But I do got three points that might help it. My first thing is qualified immunity. That needs to be lowered to a, a much lower standard so these police officers can, you know, don't have the mindset of, well, I can do this and maybe get away with it. Um, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about qualified immunity because okay. it's a good point. Qualified immunity, yeah. of course, it gets into the culpability or what's the liability of a police officer. I'm, I'm a little Correct. confused. How do you see qualified immunity playing into this? You think, because they are not, they didn't get away with it, these guys are facing second-degree oh, murder charges. Correct. They did not get away with it, but in their mindset was they thinking they would. Because oh, I see what you're saying. In the mind, oh, yeah. okay, I have qualified immunity, he don't. You know, they're going to believe, of course, they'll believe me over him. Um, and I, a little background on me, I spent eight years in the military, and I got an associate degree in criminal justice. I was going to become a cop. And I walked away from that once I kind of got in the doors and seen how it was done. Um, but what what, but what drove you away? I mean, I'm interested in your story. Why? Why? What changed your mind? Okay, so I've done a few while I was going through my college. Um, I went with a few ride-alongs. Mm-hmm. Um, the mindset of these guys are you know, not not every cop's bad, but the mindset of letting I get away with this just because I'm a cop or I have. What, the one guy that really done it for me, he made a comment, we're on a battlefield, and that is wrong. Being in America around you know, your own citizens is not a battlefield. I understand you got a rough job. There's a lot of people out here who's got rough jobs. But not everybody has a rough job where your life is literally on the line every single day of your life. But any traffic stop, I mean, I, I have to tell you, with all due respect, I've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours doing ride-alongs as well. I've met lots of officers during my capacity as uh, as uh, as uh, for our foundation. I don't even know what my title is. I guess I'm president. Joey Hudson's the executive director. I guess I'm the president of Gallagher's Heroes 
the fallen officer fund. You have a very different experience than I did, and I'm sorry that your experience was that you you met officers who thought they could get away with things. That's not my experience. What these guys did in Memphis is an aberration. It is not the norm, and I don't believe that we got a, a nation full of cowboys who just want to get away with stuff. I believe that the vast majority of police officers are honorable, are noble, are respectful. They care about their community. They care about their fellow man. And I'm sorry, I guarantee you, when you see the way police officers are treated on a regular basis, particularly in the inner cities, I can appreciate that they think that it's a battlefield. But they are not, I mean, you know, it seems to me that, and I'm not saying this about you necessarily, Bill, and I appreciate your kind words and all, but there are people that just have a chip on their shoulder about police. They think police are on a power trip. They don't like the authority. They resent getting a ticket. They don't like having an encounter with the police. And uh, it's unfortunate because I don't think that's reality. Uh, police officers are the last line of defense between uh, law and order and peace and chaos and anarchy. And Dan Bongino, of course, who served as a, as a, a Secret Service agent, he had some pretty profound things to say over the weekend on his show on Fox News. And I, I, I think Dan perfectly summed up what we're witnessing right now and, and where we are as a country with relation to police officers and law enforcement in general. This man deserved justice. He got none of it. What he got was a death sentence in the street. We're the conservatives, the lovers of liberty. We've always defended the good police officers out there. We don't deserve this either. They are that thin crust on a volcano you've heard about often. In famous quotes, that thin crust on a volcano is secured by our police and our military overseas. That's what civilization is. This wasn't civilized. This was savagery. This was brutal savagery at that. This wasn't justice. This was a disgrace. This man's ever going to take another breath of oxygen again. Over what? Reckless driving? What, he make a right on red or something that he shouldn't have made? Folks, no one's been a bigger defender of the men in blue than me. I was there. I did it. And these men disgraced the badge. And now they're going to face real justice. Ray's in San Antonio, Texas, in the ReliefFactor.com studios. Hi, Ray. Thanks for calling. How are you? Hello, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, short background, I have been in law enforcement since 1988. I'll be retiring in a few years. These guys made everything look bad. I, I'm glad it came to light. I'm glad that the or Scorpion uh, group that they're a part of is now disbanded. That was expected. Uh, we here in San Antonio have the policy and have had for years that if somebody's using excessive force, you stop them. Otherwise, you're just as liable for whatever occurs. And the clip you just played says exactly how I feel, how most of the people I work with feel. Uh, I'm third-generation law enforcement. Uh, my kids did not follow in my footsteps, which I'm I'm fine with the way things are going yeah. with this country. Everything is looking bad for police, but 99% of us do our job and we do it well. Let me let me let me ask you your perspective, Ray, on something because I'm I'm intrigued by what Chris Christie said about de-escalation. Is there a lack of training in your experience? Is there any? Uh, is there a lack of emphasis? on de-escalation. In other words, are police 
at least in, in San Antonio and from, from your experience, are police properly trained on how to de-escalate a situation with a subject? Again, over the last few years, we have really emphasized de-escalation. Yes. Now, I, I, it's a double-edged sword for me because I'm old school. I think there are times that you just have to take control of the situation. But I think what's coming to light now is a lot of the issues, especially with homeless, there's a lot of de-escalation, is it is all mental illness. So that needs sure. to be taken into consideration. Well, and, that, we and incidentally, that that fine edge, that double edged sword you're talking about, it's a, there's a fine line between de-escalating and trying to having having to show somebody who's violent that you're not going to you're not going to roll over you're not going to roll over for them, or else you you could wind up getting killed. Correct. And and I don't know one officer who goes to work uh, every shift. Our idea is like well, we want to go home at the end of the night. We do not want to get involved in anything violent. Amen. We do not want to get involved in taking anybody's exactly. civil liberties out of the way. We exactly. don't want to beat anybody up. We don't no. want to take their life. We and, just that, and, don't. That, and that's why I and, I, and thank you for your service, Ray, and good luck with retirement. And you deserve it. And thanks for serving your community for all the years you did. That's why I sort of took exception to what Bill was saying, that he got out of wanting to become a police officer because he met cowboys. He met people who just want to go around and, and essentially, you know, lord over people. That's not what police officers, what police work is about. And it isn't, it isn't my experience either. My experience is these are honorable people. Um, and there are bad apples in every bunch. There's going to always be, and there were five of them. I don't get it. I don't get how five men thought that it was okay. And and the video, if and if you're watching this today on the Salem News Channel, I, I want to urge the warning and, and, and remind you that it's graphic. It's difficult to watch. Uh, as you realize that you're seeing a man beaten to death who's calling out for his mom. His mom's house was about 100 yards from where they, they finally got him. Um, the the body cam videos are bad enough. The surveillance camera, the closed-circuit camera that looks like it's on a light pole or on a telephone pole but is you know up above looking down, that's the one that really got to me. Because they've got this guy handcuffed, and they're just they're just spinning him around like a pinata. They're just taking turns, kicking him and striking him and punching him and beating him to death. And that that camera angle is beyond devastating. It's it's easy to understand why the reporter got emotional. It's hard not to get emotional. And the part and when he's calling out for his mama. And and they were very close, and I saw a lot of pictures of his mother and, and, and Tyree together. Boy, this is tough. Man, this is a tough thing to see and a tough thing to uh, to witness. And but but again, let's be about solutions. I want to turn I want to turn the show over. Tracy, I want to clear all the lines that we have on hold. If you consider yourself somebody who's kind of anti police. If you think police are bad or, or or you just think that this is just a matter of time before something like tell me what you think should change. Give me a productive, proactive, positive solution to what we saw with the beating death of Tyree Nichols. What should change? What should be different? What should be done differently? What does police reform mean in your view? When people go marching around saying, I want police reform, 
what type of reform would have prevented the beating death of Tyree Nichols? I just want to talk to people who would sort of consider themselves, and I'm not going to attack you. I mean, you know, I'm pro-police. I'm pro-law enforcement. I, I, I spent a lot of time assisting police officers' families through Gallagher's Heroes, the Mike Gallagher Show Charitable Foundation. We support cops. But I want to ask you, if you consider yourself somebody not too hot on cops, not too high on them, what does police reform mean to you? 1-800-655-MIKE, 800-655-6453. Watch the Mike Gallagher Roundtable exclusively on the Salem News Channel. Mike's team, Derek, Tracy, Yuri, and Eric, share their opinions on the biggest stories Mike discusses every day. Get your seat on the Mike Gallagher Roundtable at the start of every hour on the Mike Gallagher Show, only on Salem News Channel. In a blizzard, he was lost. She ran calling wildfire. She ran calling wildfire. She ran calling wildfire. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The Adams Family, I mean, all these things resonate with a certain generation. But, of course, we had the remake of Adams Family in movie form with Raul Julia and the great uh, Christina Ricci as Wednesday. And then most recently, Wednesday, Wednesday, her own self, has her own show in Netflix with Jenna Ortega, which is a huge success. And Christina Ricci appears in that. It's like we're going to go back and find everybody that ever played Wednesday. Well, there's somebody that's no longer available. And with more, here's Mike. Well, sad news. The original Wednesday Adams has passed away. Uh, I read that uh, she died of uh, apparently a lifetime of smoking, they said, and hypertension. So high blood pressure. And uh, it was kind of weird to hear that description of her death. Because, uh, uh, you know, everybody always says when somebody dies at a, as, at a young age, because she was only in her, I think, 64. her late... The great yeah, Lisa, yeah. Lisa Loring, she was 64. So, sad news. So, uh, you know, too I, bad. I, I put this on, so on Twitter. I found, it's funny. I, of course, remember watching Adam's Family. It's not like she had a whole lot of lines. But there's one scene in which she is teaching Lurch how to dance in <laughs> sort of a mid-60s style. It's like, come on, you know, you'll, you'll have all the boss moves. Boss. And the great, the late, great <laughs> Ted Cassidy as Lurch. And, you know, real quick, but there's one more. There's one more, and this was cancer also. Does the 
the name Annie Wershing ring a bell? If it doesn't, her face will. She's in 24. She's in Bosch. She's yeah. in Vampire Diaries. She was in a couple of the Star Trek reboots. She passed away at 45. Beautiful red-haired lady. Yeah, and just, it's, there was a stretch where, like, every other show we would watch, there's Annie Wershing. So there's that as well. Rest there's in peace. Cancer, rest in peace. Cancer is a scourge. You know, yep. they, did a, they did a Broadway musical. You know me, musical theater Mike. I can't get away from it. They did a musical of the Adams Family, which I, I thought was pretty good. Nathan I'll bet Lane, that was great. I'll Nathan that. Lane and B.B. Newworth, and uh, they have were, a... Were, they Gome, a, were Gomez and Morticia? Yes, yes. Oh, cool. Nathan Lane and B.B. Newworth, two of That's Broadway's cool. best, and they had a great um, a trick. They had a really good effect where the guy playing Lurch... Of course, never says a word. Lurch never talked. He just made like what? noises. No, no. Well, wait, excuse me. I'm sorry. What? What? Lurch talked all the time. You, no, he didn't. He just groaned. No, no. He just like you, did. No, no, no. You, you rang. Yeah, but he that talk, was he it. Talked all the he time. never. No, no, no. Dude, no, but he the, didn't. You didn't like, dialogue. You didn't dialogue okay. with Lurch. He, he okay? was like one word or two at a time. Yeah, but he was yeah, semi. Yeah. But uh, Percy, So, Percy. so just one word at a time. You didn't. It wasn't like you said. How you know? Can you go down to the store? Yeah, I'm going to go down to the store and get some groceries for you, <laughs> no Gomez. Soliloquies, soliloquies yeah, there was no monologues from Lurch. So in the Broadway version, he never spoke at all. Maybe again, you rang her once in a while but at the very end he breaks out into this beautiful ballad and the guy's like a second tenor <laughs> it's just like now five minutes and that's it's beautiful funny. it was a really good effect so anyway anyway there's our musical theater uh, nod uh, this all morning right. all right let's dive in i want to first talk about um conspiracies because i'm about up to here with conspiracy theories we had three of them this past weekend that were kind of debunked. And I know people are going to get mad at me, and I'm going to get some flack for this. But let me, let's me let look at the trio of conspiracy theories that were all sort of laid to rest on Friday. Uh, I, I mean, at least two. First of all, the release of the Paul Pelosi video. Mm-hmm. That was one that showed that he was obviously terrified. He's holding on to the guy's hammer. Uh, you know, people are still looking at, why has he got a drink in his hand? Well, it seems pretty obvious. He was probably trying to defuse the situation with a lunatic who wound up in his house and is babbling about having to take out government officials. This guy, they released the 911 tape, and there's poor Paul Pelosi trying to talk in code. Uh, you know, are the Capitol Police around? You know, they protect, you know, my wife, the speaker. I mean, he's trying to get the dispatcher. And the dispatcher's like, well, do you need anybody over there or not? I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's just horrifying because you could tell Pelosi is trying to get the dispatcher. Please send someone. So anyway, there's conspiracy theory A that was debunked. It was not some weird orgy thing that went wrong. And even even when we see the tape, people go crazy on social media. Well, how did the door open? Who's standing behind the window opening? Which is some things are just the way they're presented. This guy breaks in. Uh, 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 Paul Pelosi, he's 82 years old. I don't care what you think of the politics of Nancy, and I don't think much of him. No family deserves that. No 82-year-old man should be have his skull cracked open by some... And, and have you seen the guy's uh, TV interview that he gave to a TV station? Mm-hmm. Oh, my! no remorse. He's only sorry he didn't take out more of them. He said, you're welcome, America, for what I did. Oh, yeah, you're a real tough guy hitting an 82-year-old man over the head with a hammer. May you rot in jail for the rest of your miserable, pathetic, lunatic life. Number two, 
Damar Hamlin, it's a body double. Oh, he's dead. It's not really him. Uh, here's another one. He does a video, and you could tell they made the video with the conspiracy theorists in mind because they show him walking into the room. You know, it was not, it was like, here I am. I have, re-, you know, so, an, so another conspiracy theory. I mean, we got all these conspiracy theories sort of debunked. Let's just knock it off with what was number three. I, I don't know. Remember, I, I got on a roll here. <laughs> he's, Definitely he's, two of he's, them. He's Rick Perry, everybody. <laughs> right. And three, of course, three departments I'm going to get rid of. Commerce. Yeah. Uh, right. And the one that I want to be a heart the, the uh, in charge energy, of, I don't remember. Energy, yeah. Energy. But 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 of course. And then if the, then the final um, video, uh, not yeah, a conspiracy boy. theory, but this awful, awful Tyree Nichols. What is, what is your take? Well, let, let, let's look at, first of all, uh, acknowledging that this is an aberration. You got five officers who went rogue. There's no way that was had, had any reflection of training that they would have received. There was no policy followed. There was no supervision. It's ghastly. I think it's important. Uh, you know, I know we'd like to say, well, race didn't have anything to do with it. It's five black cops beating a black guy to death. Let's try to appreciate how a black family sees this and says, and they wonder. And I've heard a lot, I got a lot of email from black listeners over the weekend who said, Mike, and I, and, it, and, and, and it did affect me. I, I know you're going to say race doesn't have anything to do with it. Ask yourself, would a 29-year-old white guy have been treated differently than a 29-year-old black guy, even by five black even officers? Even by black Okay, uh, t- number one, fair? is that not, fair? A, not a horrible question. Number right. two, impossible to answer. You'd You're right. To, you'd, you'd have to re-rack, go back in history, have them pull over a white guy and see if these five black cops would have just, like, written him but, a warning. I don't, a, I don't know. I don't. But know. appreciate how black Americans are hurting today. App- appreciate that, that, that black Americans, who, who many of whom have a distrust and a, and a cynicism and a wariness about police encounters— let, let's at least have some appre- a, a level of appreciation for for what for for the prism with which a black American sees this Tyree Nichols beating. But number two, you talk about the things that are impossible to know. Here's something that's impossible to understand or to or, or to get because I'm about solutions. You should we should all be about yes. solutions. Okay, let's come up with what does it look like to say? Well, we need police reform. What kind well, of police reform prevents five guys from acting like criminals and disgracing the badge and the and the and the and the well, uniform they wore? A lot, a lot of attention will be paid to to Memphis procedurally, and it should be as it should have been paid to any one of a number of cities locally here and around the country when things like this happen. Is it individuals going rogue and violating their training, or is there something the matter with the training? That's a fair question as well. Well, here's uh, a fair question as well. I mean. Do you know how, how would you want to be? A, would you want your kid to be a cop in 2023 America? How what kind of person, considering the scrutiny and the way we crucify police officers on a daily basis in this country, yeah. who wants to be a cop? So you so you might have a quality because let me tell you something. These are five. I'll say it. Rotten human beings. They, they have no. They had no business having a badge, a gun, any authority. 
for them to be capable of doing this to this guy and anybody who saw that video and just didn't have your heart broken no, when he's cry, crying out for his it's mom. Horrific. It's horrific. Oh, my Lord. It's, so, it's, Mr. Solutions, and I want to be part of the Solutions team as well, here's something that's not a solution. Uh, an op-ed in the Washington Post, shocker, saying essentially what we have to have is we simply must reduce the size of police forces. We have to have non-cops responding baloney. to certain things. So, And, and this is baloney. what I think, It's what drives so much of the activism in this is post-consequence is America, where a lot of it doesn't have anything to do with race. It has to do with smearing police culture and dismantling a system by which bad people doing bad things are actually punished. Well, and let's acknowledge, though, the quality of people that have been hired. I mean, what kind of training do these guys have? What well, was their background? What I mean, because here's part of the other problem, and dare I say it, affirmative action hires? Are, are there people being hired for their color of their skin rather than their qualities or their capabilities? We have, a, you know, there's a lot of police officers who will tell you there's quotas all the time in police and fire departments and first responders. That that's that goes into the process. Now, I'm not saying there aren't tons of qualified people of oh, color of who can be cops or firefighters or anything else, but you just wonder what kind of men are these five guys who are capable of doing that? And and there's a lot of questions about this. Like you asked earlier with the caller, I, I was listening to you driving in. I, I mean, what in the world infuriated these officers? Years and years ago, I worked as an emergency room uh, in, intake coordinator in an emergency room at a, at a hospital in Ohio where I grew up. And it was my job to take the information from somebody who came in uh, to the to the emergency room, and boy, do I have stories! I could write a book <laughs> about. I mean, I worked the night shift, eleven p.m. Yeah. to seven a.m. on the weekends. I mean, holy cow! And it was it was rough, but in, inevitably, police would bring in a suspect who was beaten badly, and they were bloodied and 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 and, when, and I I was the guy. I was a kid. I was like 17, 18 years old. I had to put down. What was the injury? What was the reason for the injury? What caused the injury? And the police and the police officers would always tell me, with sort of a wink, he fell down. And what happened was that was code for they beat him up because he probably fought back. He ran from them. Uh, he evaded them. And it and like you said, unfortunately, it never goes well. When you evade a cop or when you cops resist, cops don't like it when you run from them, and they, they get and mad. Here, and here's where ninety, but that, but that, but that's not excuse. But that's not an excuse. And it's that's also not an excuse. And it's also not common. Dare I say? That's what got Rodney King in trouble. That's what got his butt beat as he ran from cops. Little did we know that dude was across the street with a with a video camera. But they you would, they beat him just to a pulp. Mercilessly, they were mad. They were mad. They were angry. Ran. Human emotion so. took over, and you want to believe that that. Police training kicks in, and they're going to say, now listen, my adrenaline's flowing here, yep. my heart's pumping, I'm mad, this guy shouldn't have run from me, but I, I got a body cam on, and I got people watching this, and I'm not going to beat this guy up, because guess what? Too. You don't get beaten to death because you run, or, or you evade, or you resist yep. a cop. That doesn't lead to a death sentence, it and nor, nor should it. So, so is yeah. this is this, is this systemic to to revive that oft misused word, or is it just a human system filled with human flaws? And every once in a while, 
this is going to happen. And, and here's the tragedy to me, and we'll wrap up here. He's got to scoot. Uh, is, is everybody, police chief, mayor, everybody in Tennessee, everybody in the country agrees this is terrible. It looks like we've got everything lined up to achieve reform, to achieve empathy, to achieve everything we need. We are not a country that wants to sweep this under the rug. Oh, nothing to see here. It, so can't we all just kind of unite to try to achieve these reforms rather than have people talking about defunding the police, smearing I gotta, all the police? So I got, take us I, out. What do you think? I got to give a tip of the hat to Benjamin Crump, who I have to, and listen, I've always been fascinated by this guy. He's got the fastest private jet in the yep. universe. He gets to the Star scene. Trek transporter. I've he said, just transports. He I get, He gets, I don't know how this man, I'd love to meet his travel agent because he gets there before uh, the smoke clears. And I'm telling you what, he said something that was so important that Memphis did everything by the book. They fired these guys immediately. prosecuting these guys, charged them with second-degree murder, and Benjamin Crump, to his credit, said this should be the blueprint. This is the way it's got to be done, whether it's black on black or black on white or white on black. And uh, and a lot of things uh, have gone right with this. What went wrong is that a 29-year-old man is dead who should be alive today, and it's disgraceful. Final note, if I can take 30 seconds. Sure. President Trump on the campaign trail, New Hampshire, South Carolina, ignore him. Him and and count him out at your Here own he peril. Comes. Here, Here he comes, comes. and right. and you know and I got a lot of email from people. Some people who were at his rally in South Carolina, they're annoyed that he's going after DeSantis. Did you see yeah. the interview he gave you, where he? Have you met the man? Have you? Have uh, that's seen right. Him? He's going to compete, going to and that may not that may not go so well. I don't know. Well, I think really? it's well. It is backfiring with some people because really? I got a lot of people really? telling me, yeah. "Please, Mr. Trump, don't go after DeSantis." But he sees Ron DeSantis as a political rival, and that's how he rolls. Because he's, he's not, exactly right. This is what I'm, he meant the other day when he said, "I'll deal with that the way I deal with things." This is the way he deals well, with things. And now he's saying that the, the DeSantis is being very dis loyal if he considers... Uh, and incidentally, uh, nobody knows if DeSantis is even going to run. We have yeah, no idea yeah. if the man is going to run. All I know is there's a whole lot of enthusiasm about Trump's return. As and, uh, and Bill Carter from the New York Times, you know, the story journalist, he's livid that the media is legitimately reporting on Trump's campaign rallies. I, I know. What? I mean, it's like, what are they supposed to do? It's news. Exactly. I mean, oh, no, is. this is terrible. He's an insurrectionist. How can they? What do you want to do? Do you, what do they, and, and that's the way they think. This that's is the, the mainstream. This is the, the beast rolls this way. All right. Happy Monday. we got a busy week. Happy so, uh, Monday. Mike Gallagher there for you as soon as we're done at 10 on 660 AM. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.